0: For Bubba, the symphony's not complete without my part, yeah, it's got to happen for the part for it to be complete. And sometimes we sit and we feel like we're waiting, and what's our part going to be like? I don't really mind what my part's like as long as when I get to my bah, bah, I'm there yeah. and I do it well and I do it clearly, and then I can count for my next bah, bah. But I believe that our time is now, I believe your time is now with Global Legacy. And that God has set us up and He's doing something amazing amongst us. And I'm believing, I'm full of faith that this month is a month of miracles. It's going to be a month of miracles personally, and it's also going to be a month of miracles corporately. And that's what I've got faith for. Why? Because our God is a miracle-working God. I remember Pastor Ron Golton, He used to lead our movement when I was younger, And he said a lot of things probably, and I can't remember any of them except this. He used to stand on the stage and he'd jump up and down and he'd go, our God is a miracle-working God. And it stuck with me. It's in here. I believe our God is a miracle-working God. Do you believe that? Why don't you say it with me? Our God is a miracle-working God. That was about two out of 10. Right, this time we're going 10 out of 10. Actually, I wouldn't mind hearing some of the other campuses from here. Ready? This time. You ready? You know what you've got to say now, eh? Got it sorted? Don't look at me in fear. Just get in there. Come on. Ready? Our God is a miracle-working God. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Because He is. He is. And so today I want to talk to you about two things The first one is global legacy, and the second is miracles. And I'm laying a platform for today, for the rest of our month, which is a global legacy month. Traditionally, we've called global legacy mission, but not anymore. We call it global legacy now because times have changed. Times have changed, but our purpose hasn't. Our purpose is always what it's been, and our purpose and our view are global, to reach Globe. Let me ask you a question, and I've asked this in a couple of settings, but never this one. Tell me what's more important. That we take a family who sense the call of God and we send them to the other side of the world to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter what country, they go to the other side of the world and we pray that they're going to spend 20, 25 years there, not because we don't like them, but we pray they're going to spend that long there because that's how long it's going to take to be effective. And that they'll learn the language and they'll go through the process and that I pray they will impact a few thousand lives who will impact a few thousand lives. Or we get behind a local media company who, is, who are producing the gospel On video and different medias, the gospel message. And their goal is to reach 150 million people. Which is more important? Careful what you answer? Both. The answer is both. Both are important. One's not more important than the other. They're both important. The method is different. And we live in a time in history when we've got to be open to methods and doing things differently different ways. I believe with all my heart, one of the things God's asking us to do is to increase our global footprint online. And we're going to go down that track. And I believe by faith, it's going to open significant doors as we go forward as a church and a movement of churches into the future. I think God's going to do some amazing things, both locally, uh, nationally, and internationally. But this morning, I want to prophesy to you that local action— Equals global legacy. That local action equals global legacy. So local faith and action equals global legacy. What we do here and now makes a real difference. There and beyond makes a real difference. So that's our key thought for this year is that local activity equals. Global legacy. Local activity equals global legacy. And I love this because the word legacy didn't come into the English language until the late 14th century. And when legacy came into the English language, it actually meant ambassador or delegated person. It's interesting, eh? And originally it came from the Latin where it also meant ambassador or envoy, and they were uh, with the sense of mission, the sense of being sent on commission. Now, today the meaning's changed significantly. It means essentially leaving something of value or, as a dictionary would put it, something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. But I love the sense of legacy Carrying the, the, the thought and the commission of being an ambassador. Because 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, We are Christ's ambassadors. It's good, eh? Yeah. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making His appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. So we're Christ's ambassadors, we're Christ's messengers, and our job is to leave a legacy of God's goodness, of salvation, wherever we go. Now, part of our dream, of course, is to um, see this community campus in Hamilton established, which is going to be amazing because it's going to impact everything else we do everywhere. But it's very easy to see that and go, oh, we're building a monument. But we're not. Because building a monument is something erected in memory of the past. And we're not about the past. We honour the past. You and I live in the legacy of those who have gone before us today. We live in the legacy of that. It's time for us to create a legacy for generations to come. In fact, the Bible says that a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. It's children's children. So our job is to leave a legacy not only for the next generation, but generations to come, which is what I believe we've been called to do and what we're doing. So we're building a legacy, not a monument, a legacy, whether that's here or there, wherever it is. It's an amazing thing to be part of. Jesus' instructions couldn't be clearer to us. He said in Matthew 28, I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am always with you, even to the ends of the age. The key words in there are, I, Jesus, have all authority. To go, so go, so make, disciples Of all nations, local, national, international, all nations, I will be with you always right until the end. In other words, my presence is going to be a legacy right till the very, very end. One generation to the next. We serve a miracle-working God. We do. A miracle-working. Working God. So global legacy. Your local activity equals or activates global legacy. I want you to get this in your heart, in your spirit this morning, that your local activity matters. What we do here matters out there. What we set here will impact out there. And I believe, as I've said, not only for now, but for generations to come. You see, I wait my thirty-eight bars, Ba up, and then I wait another thirty-eight. It seems like thirty-eight was the the um, the chosen number. That's a nice way. We want brass in the orchestra. We just don't want to hear you. <laughs> Actually, I watched a, a clip on YouTube yesterday, and um, as per usual, the brass section is sitting there waiting. And the trombone section are sitting there waiting, playing some beautiful piece of music. You know, the violins, Aah! all that. And, and it comes time for the, the brass section to shine, and the whole trombone section launched into the theme of Star Wars. It was awesome. It was great. It was great. Anyway, had to be there. God has purposed us for a time and place, God has purposed you for a time and for a place, and I believe that time is now, and the place is here, now. We've got stuff to do. So this month, I'm really, really excited about this month, what we're going to do in this month. The team have worked really, really hard. Our comms team, our communications team, they're legends. They've just been pulling this stuff together. You open the door and you see the smoke out of their heads waft out of the door sort of thing. But they've been working really hard to get some great stuff together for us this month to help communicate um, what we're part of and uh, who we're part of and also where God's taking us. And it's going to be a great month. Like, for example, I watched another video the other night. For example, for example. Has anyone ever seen the Laughing Samoans? It's hilarious. For example, for example. How does a normal young student at Waikato University who just happens to come to this church. How do they go from being a young student at Waikato University, coming to this church, to founding and leading a global organisation that lifts people out of poverty? How does that happen? That's amazing. You'll find out next week. That's great. Because local activity equals global legacy. It does. Now, as part of our month, we will be receiving an offering, a Global Legacy offering at the end of the month. And look, I'm really excited about that. I think God's going to do something significant in that. Uh, We'll be doing that at the end of the month. And, you know, I don't believe the offering can be too big. You, You could really surprise me. We could end up with a couple of hundred million dollars. And it wouldn't faze me. Can I just say that? I've got a home for it. Uh, the amount simply dictates how fast we can achieve what God's shown us to achieve. So if I had that tomorrow, I'd go, wow, our next year looks like this. If I haven't, I'll go, okay, our next 10 years looks like this. All it is is that it just changes the time frame of what God can do. But I believe God wants to do something really Spectacular. So internationally, we support all sorts of things. We support stuff in Asia and in India and in Europe and Africa. We have, um, of course, our churches activate churches in India. We're preparing to establish, as I said earlier, an intentional global footprint online. Nationally, we touch people's lives all over this country, all over the country. It's great what God's called us to do and empowered us to do. We, we have education. We have social services. Um, we support a, a bunch of churches. I oversee and work with, over 15 churches, just myself. That means when I go in there, you go in there. So if I'm somewhere, you're somewhere. It's just how it works. In a few weeks' time, we have the official Get Ready Tuakou. You can cheer now. We have the official launch of Activate Tuaco Campus, which is going to be fantastic. We're looking forward to that in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, locally we've got all sorts of things going, social, medical, education, church, etc., the creation of the community campus, which will be leaving a legacy of hope. It's going to be a place to support the well-being of our community. It's going to be an amazing thing when it comes to pass. And everything we're doing, we have an aim of making it scalable and relocatable, which means that we could have an expression of Activate anywhere on the planet... And go. We need this social thing to work there, and we can take it and make it work there. Anywhere, scalable, relocatable. That really, really excites me, because I just think of the place, and I think, yeah, we could do something there. Be amazing, be incredible. Um, Let me give you a really quick update on the sale of this property and um, another property to help us move forward with the campus thing. So all the papers are signed. They're all with the lawyer. That's great. That's a miracle getting that far, believe me. And so what's got to happen now is we've got a 12-month waiting period while the purchaser uh, gets a resource consent. The sale is subject to a resource consent. It's going to cost them half a million dollars to get the resource consent, so they're in. They're not just playing around. They're in. And so by the faith, we're believing for the resource consent. All that comes through, we'll be on the campus in a new property in four years. I can feel your excitement. I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Loving it. Okay, so that's Global Legacy. Let's talk about miracles for a minute. Is that okay? Would you like to say the word miracles? miracles? Miracles. So we're believing for miracles. Believing for Global Legacy, miracle, yes. Global Legacy, offering miracle, yes. But we are believing for personal miracles for every single one this month. Every single one of us personally. Why are we doing that? Because our God is a miracle-working God. That's why. Our God is a miracle-working God, and you need a miracle somewhere in your world. If you don't need a miracle somewhere in your world, please think a bit bigger. You need a miracle somewhere. I think we all need a miracle somewhere, and God wants to move in our world. So we've got these little cards which are on your seat. These are probably the most powerful cards in the universe. They've got five numbers on the back. I want to encourage you to write down five personal miracles that you're believing for. Maybe think of one now, and we're going to pray for that at the end. But think, write down five personable, personable, personal miracles that you are believing for, and we want to lift these to God together for the next month. In fact, what I want you to do is I want you to pray every day for what you write on this card. Every day. And then every time we come together, we're going to pray for what's on these cards. And on the last week of Global Legacy Month, we're going to lift them together before Jesus and say, come on, Lord. We're believing for miracles. I don't know what the miracle is you're believing for. Health, provision, could be all of them: family, relationship, business, study, salvation, housing. Can we believe together? Let's pull our faith together, believe for miracles together, because God's going to do some amazing things. James five sixteen says this: the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Wonderful results. So we can pray together. If you lose your card, don't worry, we'll put them out every week. You can get some more. You might want to have three cards with 15 miracles. I really don't care. But the kids are doing this too. They've got three. But what I'm inviting us to do is to come together in unity and in faith to believe that our God is a miracle-working God and that He moves and He works today. What's He speaking to you about? Now, in order to leave a legacy requires an investment. It always does. You sow, you reap. You sow, you reap. If you want to harvest anything, you've got to sow something. In the area of global legacy, if we want to reap a harvest, we've got to sow something. Now, straight away, I know you're all thinking he's back on money, and I am. Good, good, very perceptive of you. But also, I'm talking about this. You want to reap a miracle? Let's believe. Let's sow into it. Let's pray into it. Let's believe God together for it. As we sow, we'll reap. It's just a spiritual law and a natural law, actually. Both. It happens. It happens. So I'm inviting every one of us to be involved. I'm inviting every one of us, doesn't matter what campus we're at, to be involved. Doesn't matter where you're at. Let's be involved. For me, that's a vital ingredient, is the fact that we're all doing this together. Every single one of us. When it comes to giving, uh, I want to really encourage you to be generous, but let's all be in it together. Well, no, but just let's all be in it together because that's really what creates the miracle. That way, when one of us celebrates, we all celebrate. It's not about how much. It's about being part of. In fact, let me just... Um, when you give, give with wisdom. Give with wisdom and faith. But be wise in your giving. For Jen and I, we want to be able to sow every year into the future. And I want it to grow as we sow into the future. And by faith this year, we're really pushing ourselves. But we're pushing ourselves in a way that I'm not actually giving the seed away that's going to create the harvest for next time. What am I saying? I'm saying, don't feel stirred and give your grocery money away. And then go and knock someone's door and say, oh, I've got no money for food. Don't do That's not wise. Ask God, how am I going to sow into this? What am I going to give into this? What can I promise by faith that you'll then provide? And then be obedient to what he says. If he tells you and speaks to you so clearly, and, and you just know it's him and it's a stretch, and you go, how on earth? Well, I would say, first of all, be obedient. Yeah. But make sure then you're being wise and you're giving. Is that all right? Yeah. I think it's really important. I think... It's an investment, but it's not about how much. It's about being part of. Having said that, if you've got the gift of giving on your life, this is your moment to shine. Let's go for $200 million. Great. Look, my convert- I just want to talk to you about my personal conviction for a moment. Help you understand me. Because I believe that giving and miracles are often linked. But in saying that, I want to make it very, very clear that you don't manipulate God. Well, Lord, I gave this, therefore you must do this. No, He doesn't work that way. Oh, yeah, that's right, Sheridan, but you made a sandwich I never asked for, therefore I'm not paying for it. No, no, don't try and manipulate God, number one. And number two, we've got to be very careful, and I'm being very careful right now to ensure that no people are manipulated. Oh, if we stretch, it'll mean this. If we go, no, no. You get a conviction in your heart of what God's saying to you and do that. Don't feel manipulated by any person. I want to stir passion in your heart. I want to stir faith. And I'm going to ask for money at the end of the month. But I don't want you to do anything stupid. I want you to honestly before God go, It's what I believe you've said, Lord. And I'm going to step into that by Faith, But we don't try to manipulate God and we don't try to manipulate people. That's not where we go. But let me, having said all of that, I just want you to consider these scriptures because I do believe that often giving and miracles are linked. Matthew 14 from verse 15 says, That evening the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, that isn't necessary. You feed them. But we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. They answered. Bring them here, he said. Then he told the people to sit down on the grass. Jesus took the five loaves and two fishes. He looked up toward heaven and he blessed them. Then breaking the loaves into pieces, he gave the bread to the disciples who distributed it to the people. They ate all, they all ate as much as they wanted. And afterward, the disciples picked up 12 buckets of leftovers. About 5,000 men were fed that day, in addition to all the women and the children. I love that. Jesus says, you feed them. You feed them. The response was interesting, wasn't it? What? Jesus takes a little and he feeds the multitudes. The little released a miracle. The little released a miracle. Now, if you, you might be going, man, I can only, uh, I probably can't give a lot. The little released a miracle. The little released a multitude. It's not about how much. It's about being part of what God's doing. And he's doing it with us all. Uh, Elisha in the Kings did the, said this. One day... He didn't say this, actually, this is about him. One day, the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to Elisha and cried out, my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the Lord. But now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. What can I do to help you? Elijah, Elisha asked. Tell me, what do you have in the house? Nothing at all, except a flask of olive oil, she replied. And Elisha said, Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and neighbors, then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour olive oil from your flasks into the jars, setting each one aside when it's filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her and she filled them one after the other. Soon every container was filled to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. When she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on what is left over. What do you have? Nothing at all. Except, I wonder for us how many of us there's a miracle in our accept. Accept can be the doorway to miracles. Maybe accept is the doorway to your miracle. But remember 2 Corinthians 9.10, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then the bread to eat. In the same way, He will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Let's not forget that it's not about us. It's God is the God of miracles. God is the God of miracles. I can't do a miracle, but God can. Because God is a God of miracles. We serve a miracle-working God Great, I could see some of you mouthing that Let's say that again. We serve a miracle-working God. Wonderful. Proverbs 11:24 says, "Give freely and become more wealthy, be stingy and lose everything. But can I say this? God doesn't need our money. He doesn't need our giving, but we need to give. Because it shapes us. It transforms us. It makes us generous. That's how you become generous, by giving. Have you thought of a miracle? Have you thought of, you might have thought of five. But have you thought of one miracle for today? Because I really want us to stand together and pray for the one miracle this morning. Our God is a miracle-working God. And sometimes we just don't put enough before Him. Enough expectation, step in faith to really see and move sovereignly in our worlds. And this morning, I want to encourage you let's start with one. This morning, if you've got one thing on your mind that you need a miracle, why don't you stand where you are? Right where you are, it doesn't matter what venue you're in, stand right where you are. If you're at home this morning or on a holiday, this Queen's birthday weekend, stand right where you are. One area of life you need God to move. Father, you see every person. You see, you you know our thoughts, our hearts. So we're standing with this one thing on our mind before you, our miracle-working God. And we present to you our need. And this morning, Lord, I'm asking that you would release miracles, that you would work miracles, that you would release answers, that you would make things come to pass, that you would... Show yourself as a miracle-working God, that You would stir our faith, that You would stir our hope, that You would cause our eyes to be on You for the solution, the One who produces the grain and the bread. So I release miracles in the Name of Jesus. And Father, I ask that we would start to hear the sound of testimony, as the month goes on, of you moving to our left and to our right and our worlds outside our worlds, that there would be reports that God is at work, that you are at work. And so I ask for a wonderful sense of unity in your church, that we would believe together, that we would not put any ceiling or cap on you, on who you are, on your abilities what you can do. And by faith, I prophesy a release of miracles in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's going to be a fantastic month. It's going to be really, really good. Really looking forward to the whole month. And I, uh, can we position you can take a seat again if you like, just for a moment. Can I encourage you to position yourself in faith so often our, our walks with God we position ourselves like this, oh bring it on God, yeah, impress me if you can he can actually if he wants to impress me oh whatever can, can, can we get like this for the month on the edge of our seats can we can we stir expectation? Can we stir faith? Can we allow God to be great amongst us because that's who He is? And really start to expect when we come together in His presence, God, I believe you're going to move today. I've been praying all week for these miracles. I've got faith that you're going to move today. I've got faith for healings i 've got faith for miracles i 've got faith that you 're in the room that you 're going to touch people 's lives i 've got faith that people are going to be set free i 've got faith you 're going to turn situations around i 've got faith you 're going to restore relationships i 've got faith you 're going to fix my business supernaturally provision i 've got faith you 're going to help sort out my housing and whatever it is get on the front foot get on the front foot because kiwis are really good at doing this. Hey, see, you're doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. No, come on. Lean forward on your seat now, right where you are, wherever you are. Lean forward on your seat. Come on. It makes you feel completely different, doesn't it? When you're on the front, now lean back. Lean back. Stretch your legs out a bit. That might be comfortable, but you're not called to live a comfortable life. You're called to live a God life. Get on the front of your seats again. Come on. Hey, you feel completely different when you're on the front of your seat. Bit of expectation. Come on, God. Come through. We're gonna look really stupid if you don't come through. Come on. Let's live like this this month. And if we all live like it together, no one feels stupid. Everyone's sitting on the front of the seat. Someone might come in and go, oh, look, there, it's an old group of people. They all sit on the front of the seats. But hey, we're all sitting on the front together. By faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. Look, Jesus made the ultimate investment. No one's made a larger investment than Him. He went to the cross. That was His investment. And He did that so that He could have relationship with us. His return on His investment was relationship with you and me. Not sure he's that good at math, really, but anyway, that was the investment. He decided, I've got to do this because I love them so much. So much. If I make this investment, the legacy is hundreds of millions of billions of people with me in eternity forever. Yeah. I wonder how many of us in this room have never said yes to a relationship with Jesus. Can I encourage us that today's a day to do that? Jesus went to a cross. He died on the cross. He did all of that, which was horrendous, in order that we could have relationship with Him. The Father raised Him from the grave on the third day victorious over death, victorious over sin, sins where we've mucked up. And He says, now all you've got to do is choose me. Believe that I am Lord, that I went to the grave, that the Father rose me from the dead. And we can walk together from here into eternity. And that's the invitation for every one of us to walk into eternity with a, for all of eternity. And I wonder how many of us this morning wherever we're seated need to say yes to Jesus. I'm going to ask two questions. And I want you to respond in a moment or two just by giving me a wave. The first question is this. If you've never said yes to Jesus, how about saying yes to him today? Jesus Come into my world. I accept your gift of relationship. I accept your gift of making me clean. Help me walk a new way your way. And let's walk into eternity. If you need to say yes to him today for the first time, I really encourage you to say yes to him today. Second question is, you know there's just something not right between you and God. I don't know. You might have been up to mischief. Who knows? You just know there's something not right. And today, you want to be right with God. And I want to encourage you this morning to simply say to the Lord, I know there's something not right, but today again, afresh, I choose you. Please make it all right. Wash the mess away and help me walk with you in your ways. And let's walk into the future together. ask you to bow your heads just for a minute please because I want privacy on your left, on your right. This will be the most important decision ever made. If you're saying yes to Jesus today for the first time or you know there's something not right and you just want it to be right so you're saying yes to Jesus afresh today can you give me a wave right where you are? Just make sure I see your hand. Great. Thank you. I see your hand. That's awesome. Brilliant. Thank you, Jesus. Just wait a couple more seconds. Just make sure you catch my eye. Father, I thank you for every person who's responded to you today. I bless them in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you that you they your kids and that today you've positioned them to walk with you into eternity. I ask that there is a wonderful sense I've been set free in relationship with you for each one in Jesus' name. Lord, we apologize for living in a way that's rebellious to your ways. And we do ask that you would wipe the slate clean and you would give us the ability to walk according to your purposes. And that we would walk in incredible freedom and in incredible joy into everything you have, including a wonderful eternity. So we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen, can we please give a hand to everyone who responded this morning? wherever you are. Amen.
1: Fantastic. How about you give it up for Sheridan? Fantastic words. But Lana's got a word for, to bring.
2: Thanks, Jan. Um, so when uh, the uh, Sheridan was talking about the cards with the uh, five miracles that we're to write on, the first sense I had was one of unbelief, of a sense of resistance, of people not wanting to put themselves out there to... Um, like, there was a fear, and there was also a sense of... Um, I don't want to risk my faith and hope that I'll put something that's a little bit more extreme, um, that, I, that to put something that's really on my heart on this card. And so I want to encourage you to do that because the next sense I had was one of um, a real t- togetherness. And as Sheridan speaks week after week about a new campus and about his vision for this church... This is something for all of us. It's not just leadership, it's not just staff, it's all of us. It's you, it's me, it's all of us. And a picture that I've been carrying for this church for the past month is one of us like linking hand in hand. And it's like we're a massive long line and we're walking together in unity. And the sense that I have of this, of today and this month, is that we need you to put these miracles down because. These pictures that you have for yourself of what you would hope for for yourself come up with a sense of, I can't do this, which is true because you can't do it on your own, but together we can. and people sitting on your left and right and all around this auditorium we all need you to be writing your miracles on your card for our benefit because it's when you get set free, it's when I get set free and when we all get set free the power that we have and the the giftings that we all carry separately it's so that we can do it together, we're never meant to do it on our own anyway and so can I really encourage you to dig deep and to put your miracles down and to have that faith and have that hope. And let's believe together. Let's have faith together. Let's have hope together over this next month as we do this together, get freedom together, get breakthrough together and start moving forward together.
1: Amen. Fantastic. Amen. Amen. Wow. I was thinking about it. I was thinking, man, well, I get to walk this out following my grandparents. How cool is that? They sowed into global legacy here. So we get to walk in the ones that have been before. You know, we ha- we do have a, an incredible global legacy. Uh, so we get to continue in that together, and there is something incredibly powerful. I do believe in that whole thing of unity. You know, if you read through the Bible, when the when the unity took place, I mean, it, it, it's, there's anointing and unity, isn't isn't there? So it's been great to have North Campus and Tuaco with us today. We say goodbye to you now. So been great to have us all together as a family. There we go, unity again. Yes couple of things as we finish today. You're giving, or your, not you're giving cards, your miracle cards. I've got one here in my hand, the miracle card. What you can do, once you have got a few things down on your miracle card, you may like to take it away and ponder on that, ask God about that. But what you can do is there are some, some uh, chalk pens out in the foyer And if you feel like being creative and popping onto the windows, you might have already seen some people after the 9am may have already started writing, then you can write what you are believing for, what miracles you're believing for. If you feel like writing them up on the window there with the chalk pens, then go ahead and do that. And Plus, Sheridan mentioned before about this young student that was here, A number of years ago, I don't know if that young student is here today, but anyway. She's going to be here next week. She's, um, along with her husband, has been building a global movement. How is that? She was a university student here um, a number of years, not that many years ago. But she's going to be here next week, so that's going to be exciting. Plus, we have an international shared lunch afterwards. Who's been thinking about what you're going to bring for lunch I don't know, maybe hot chips sounds good, eh? Is that a bit of a Kiwi one? I was born in New Zealand, so (laughs) yeah, meat pie. (laughs) Let's see. (laughs) Think on that one. Shared lunch, international lunch. That'll be fun next Sunday. Tonight, we've got Sheridan speaking again. That'll be fantastic. 6pm tonight, and we get to have a um, stay, have supper afterwards together and, and we can stay up a bit later because eh? maybe a little bit of a sleep in tomorrow yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be great well also uh, I want to say thank you also thank you for giving for tithes and offerings we give uh, we are purposed in our tithing here that's one of our values up on the wall there, purpose to give. So thank you for being purposed in our giving and I declare blessing over our tithes and our offerings. I declare blessing upon every home represented in Jesus' name. Our Giving boxes are in the foyer. If you'd like someone to stand with you in prayer as we finish, then please come on up the front. Also, if you are here new here today, we would love you to go to the link and introduce yourself. Don't forget to do that. How about we sing to finish, hey? I reckon that'd be great. How about we stand to our feet? We're gonna praise Him. Yeah, that's a great way to finish and a great way to continue in our day. Praising Him. Let's do that.